I don't know about you, but I like to feel supported. I like to feel like somebody has my back, my six. Uh, so, somebody is there that I can talk to, listen to what I have to say and not judge me. Um, and that's why I love going to BetterHelp.com. That's right. BetterHelp.com has therapists from all around the world that can help you within the next 48 hours. I don't know if you talk to anybody trying to find a therapist, but it takes a while to, f- to find one nowadays. Every, everybody's getting, that's right, everybody is getting therapy right now. So don't get left out. Go to BetterHelp.com forward slash Leo. Enjoy your 10% off now because we go to the gym to get, you know, work on our bodies. We got to go somewhere to work on our mental health. BetterHelp.com is that place. That's where you find your person to share with, to talk to, to feel supported. BetterHelp.com. That's the way to go. B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P. Boom, done. It's a wrap. Your progress can start today. No need to stay stuck any longer. No need to feel alone or ashamed. You can feel loved and supported. Go to betterhelp.com. Now, mind you, it's not a crisis. It's not a crisis hotline. You call 988 or any of those 1-800-273-TALK or any of those phone numbers for that. But you go to BetterHelp.com where you want to find somebody who can go on a journey with you, who can listen to you and guide you and help you get unstuck and achieve your goals. BetterHelp.com forward slash Leo. Enjoy your 10% off now. Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today we're going to talk about haikus and mindset. That's right, haikus and mindset. Really going to talk more about haikus and five reasons why maybe you should write a haiku. If you don't know what a haiku is, uh, it's a poem. It's a Japanese poem, but we'll get more into that. Um, Every morning, first of all, welcome to the episode. I appreciate you tuning in. If this is your first time, on Mondays, I usually will post episodes with a guest. And then on Thursdays, it's just it's just one-on-one. It's just me and you, baby. Um, so this is a, a Thursday episode. And welcome to the podcast. Welcome you uh, all who have been listening from day one or early on or have been listening for a while. I really appreciate it. And remember, you can send me an email at leoflowers2000 at gmail. leoflowers2000 at gmail. You can message me directly about your questions, thoughts, concerns, uh, what's inspired you, sharing your story. Uh, I love to hear those, and uh, it feeds me. It nourishes me, and, and, uh, and it keeps me feeling connected. So thank you for the messages I've received, and I look forward to hearing more from you. Um, I'm going to start off with mindset because in the morning, I like to read a book. I usually read this book called 365 Tao. TAO, Daily Meditations. And because Michelle and I are in the middle of a move, uh, I have no idea where that book is. I have a million books, and I put that book away somewhere because we had an open house, and I cannot find that book. So I picked up this book from Carol S. Dweck, PhD, uh, on mindset. It's called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success how we can learn to fulfill our potential in parenting, business school, and relationships. And, and I had started reading this maybe 
five years ago, literally. I have a bunch of books that I've just stopped. I just stop and start reading. And this is one of those books. And so I opened it this morning uh, with the intention of, I try to read 10 pages at least a day out of any book. And when I read this morning, she was talking about uh, relationships and how a lot of us have this idea that if we find the right person, if we're in the right relationship, if we find our soulmate, then the relationship should not require any effort or any work. And she says on page, what, what page is this? She says uh, uh, a, a no relationship effort is a doomed relationship. I want to say that again. Uh, a, <laughs> a no relationship effort is a doomed relationship. And I, I bring that up to say that when we think about our life and our mindset and our emotions and our, the world around us, you might hear a garbage truck behind me. Somehow we always sync it up at the same time. Um, we tend to think that our efforts are useless, hopeless. Why do I have to keep journaling or meditating or going to therapy or taking my prescription or breathing deeply um, or you know the, the millions of other things we do to maintain our uh, emotional sobriety, to manage our mood swings. We feel like I should be able to do it for a certain amount of time and then just be done. Or sometimes we feel like I shouldn't have to do it at all. And we especially have this idea in relationships where if you love me, then you should just know what I want. You know, it feeds into that mind reading. I shouldn't have to tell you what I want. I shouldn't have to tell you what I need. You should just know. And if you don't know, then you clearly don't love me. And that is a, a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for sabotage. The whole point of, or one of the points of a relationship, is to be with someone that you want to communicate with. You know, football season is approaching here in America, and the thing that I love about sports is that although a lot of these players have been playing together for years, in some case decades, they are still continuously communicating with each other, one, and two, they are still consistently putting in effort, going to practice, eating right, showing up for, um, for the games, you know, attending the games, showing up for game film, doing the press releases, you know, still going home and, and being with their family and the kids and, you know, all these things, uh, off-season preparation, preseason preparation, postseason, you know, coming in early. I, when I played college football, I, I hated uh, getting injured, and not because of so much the injury, but because that mean, meant I had to come to practice earlier to get physical therapy and to get treatment. But these were all things that I knew I had to do consistently, consistently showing up, consistently practicing, consistently focusing on, on becoming 1% better every single day, 
tweaking, watching game films, journaling, communication. That those skills don't stop with sports. It, it didn't end with football, right? Every day I have to wake up, or I should say I get to wake up and put effort in. I put effort into myself. This morning I got up, I did my journaling, three pages. I exercised, I read, I meditated. Um, I did. I have not done my self-talk yet. I will say that. I have not. Usually I do the self-talk more in the evening. Well, I, let me rephrase that. I've been doing some self-talk. It hasn't really been nourishing self-talk, I'll be honest. Um, but my intentional self-talk usually happens when I go for a walk or when I'm in bed at night. But, but And then, you know, but that's the effort I put into myself. And then there's effort I put into the podcast. There's effort I put into uh, my relationship. You know, Michelle and I, we planned uh, a little date yesterday, and it gave us a time to reconnect because we are in a period of a few transitions right now. And all these things require effort. And, and I know sometimes it sucks. It feels like nothing is paying off. It feels like um, our, we're, we're just not capable of meeting the challenges in front of us. However, I would, I would challenge you. I would challenge you to look at where you are right now compared to where you were yesterday or where you were three years ago or five years ago or just going back to that moment where you thought that you were incapable of dealing with challenges, you were incapable of getting out of bed, where you were incapable of getting to the next level, whatever that is, where you were incapable of feeling calm or peace or serenity or tranquility, and, and find that space. And, and I, will, I will put money down that you were able to achieve that before. And so that's evidence for you that we can get back there. Remember, because things happen in cycles. So we can get back to that place of, now, can we stay there? No, right? Because if we could stay there, then it wouldn't require any effort. And so it's this idea that we let life, our, our, our physical emotional, social, spiritual, occupational, and mental spheres of our life require effort. And does that mean that I'm, I'm always giving the same effort every day? No. I remember our coach yelling at us and saying, uh, oh, hey, Flowers, it looks like you're going through the motions. Yeah, because sometimes you're just on automatic pilot. There's no emotion in it. Um, but But you... But you show up. You're doing the best you can that day. Now, maybe you, you did better yesterday or better a month ago, but today this is the best I can do. If, if brushing your teeth, taking a shower, uh, you know, going to check the mail, eating something and plopping on the couch, if that's your best today, then so be it, right? But make note of that. Make note of that, that this was your day. And then tomorrow, see if you can push yourself a little further, okay? Push yourself a little further. 
So it's this idea that I just, the, the idea here is the things, the peace, the tranquility, the love, the connection, the joy, the uh, having your needs, having our needs met, the attention, the any appreciation or acknowledgement, these things require effort on our part. It requires communication on our part. It requires vulnerability and reaching out and saying, I need help. And if you ask for help and that and a person, you know, says no or turns you down or, or shames you for it, then continuing and being persistent, finding someone else that you can connect with, that you can bond with, that will hold hands with you in your place of despair. It requires effort. And I, I understand that at the bottom of that well, um, it just feels like we just want to collapse and stay there, uh, you know, just curled up in a fetal position. But we can climb out of that. We can climb out of that. Um, so that's from the book Mindset. And, and so this morning, it was, it was a great reminder to me of being intentional about the effort that I put in to certain things and reminding myself that even though it looks easy for some people, they're putting in the effort. They're putting in the work. No matter how successful, so even somebody who is a classically trained singer, they have an incredible voice or they're a great dancer or even a, a Elon Musk is as intelligent as he is, he has to put in work. He has to reflect and think about things and work with people that he probably doesn't like to work with. He has to make phone calls he doesn't want to make. He has to beg and plead at times for money or for favors or connections or understanding. Or Even he has you know, ideas where people are like, ah, that sounds a little crazy, and he's fighting for validation. It requires effort. There was this movie um, called The Wilder People, switching gears a little, switching gears here. Uh, there's a movie called The Wilder People that I, I was watching. And, it, you know, it was about this kid who was a foster kid and he'd been placed with his aunt and, and, um, and uncle. And the, the kid had, you know, he got upset very easily and he had trouble managing his emotions. And so one of the things he did was write a haiku. Haiku. If you don't know what a haiku is, and I had, hadn't really heard of this, but it was something that his therapist had had him do. But, you know, haikus, they started in Japan, and it's a, basically a short poem consisting of three lines and 17 syllables. So three lines, 17 syllables, right? Um and a traditional haiku has five syllables in the first line, seven in the second, and five in the last, making the five-seven-five structure. Now, usually haikus are written about nature. Modern haiku can, you know, be about anything. And so, uh, an example of a haiku is 
In the scared flowers, I can see from my window, winter is coming. Another example is when you rage, you are thunderstorm, but when you smile, you become rainbow. So those are two examples of haikus. And the kid in the movie, uh, The Wilder People, was reciting haikus anytime he found himself becoming upset. And I thought that was really cool. And you know, I started looking up haikus. I myself have not written a haiku, but it appealed to me because in my childhood, I wrote poetry all the time. And I would write poems, and then I'd write raps. And so I want to share with you, uh, you know, three to five reasons why maybe you too would want to try writing a haiku if you're finding yourself in a in a place of uh, uh, of, a, of emotional turbulence uh, at this place, or you're just trying to find peace or connection or find a way to to ground yourself, or write something new in your in your journal, right? So one is. Haikus help us to say more with less, right? Writing is an art within itself, but to say more with less is the holy grail every writer is after. Haiku writing helps to learn that. And this is so powerful because a lot of times we think we have to say so much to express ourselves, but really we can say, we can be very powerful and impactful with just a few words. The second reason why you might want to write a haiku is it forces us to find elegance around us. You, Because usually when we write a haiku, it's about what we see, what we experience, you know, uh, in the moment. Like going back to that first haiku, in the scared flowers I can see from my window, winter is coming. That's a very present moment. And so it's really about writing about the present moment noticing the world around you, and then putting it into that 575 format, right? So it really helps you to notice the elegance around you versus all the negative, the pain, the sorrow, um, the the grief and despair and and all those things that, um, you know, we like to cling to sometimes. Uh, The third reason why I like uh, the haiku is because of the 575 format, um, it helps to, for me to gain focus and structure. See, our brains, it's our, when we're in fight, flight, or freeze, when we feel uh, emotionally flooded or hopeless or in despair, a lot of times we can fall to the lowest common denominator, food, drugs, sex, alcohol, TV, uh, you know, it's just consume, consume, consume. When we write a haiku in that 575 format with those constraints, it allows us to focus, to use our, 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 our cortex, which is the thinking part of our brain, the front part of our brain, and it, and it teaches us structure. And then what happens is it allows us to focus on other things in our life that can nourish us, that can feed us, that are positive, and then it also allows us to seek out structure in other ways. Because sometimes we tend to see structure as too binding and too constricting and as a negative, but when we 
are using this 575 format for the haiku, we are now learning that focus and structure can benefit us, can feed us, can allow us to feel peace and tranquility and empowered versus powerless and helpless, right? And it's such a short, simple format. It seems like a challenge that we are capable of tackling. And it becomes a fun little puzzle piece. The fourth reason why I like the haiku is it helps us connect with Mother Nature. Because like I said, a lot of the haikus are typically about writing about what's in front of us, about or you know what's outside the window, what's in nature, what are we smelling, what are we seeing? Is it the grass, the trees, the wind, the breeze? Oh, I didn't even try to do that on purpose. I could have threw in elbows and knees. All right, all right, everybody cut it out. But, you know, it allows us to tap into feeling the, you know, noticing the, the rays of the sun on our skin or the smile on the face of the moon. Like, it allows us to connect with Mother Nature. And so it's getting us out of our head and into nature and connecting with it and therefore get kind of getting us into our body also. Because that's where we really want to be. That book, um, The Body Keeps the Score, you know, anybody who's dealt with trauma, we, we know the, the huge benefits of connecting with our body through movement, through yoga, through swimming, through touch, massage, Reiki, all these different ways of connecting with our bodies, but also just imagining and noticing nature it can, it can have such a, a, a profound uh, spiritual impact on us. The fifth reason why, and the last one uh, that I, I like haikus, is that uh, it just helps us become better at writing, right? Because now that we're learning how to write with constraints and we're noticing things around us, now we're writing about things that we otherwise may not have written about and otherwise may not have noticed, and then as we become better writers, we become more adept at expressing our emotional experience. And then we become more effective at communicating, at collaborating, at just sharing with others what we're feeling, thinking, and experiencing. And then it makes it less scary. It makes it more fun. You know, to imagine sharing your emotional experience in the form of a haiku versus saying, I'm so sad today. Like we can write a haiku about that and then share that with friends and other people. And then for, cause you know, sometimes we're afraid to share because not a lot of people are able to handle our emotional intensity, our emotional experience. And so a haiku might be a beautiful entryway for them to, for you to connect with them and them to connect with you. So I challenge you, you know, find that 575 format, you know, 17 syllables. Use that 575. And, and I'll read to you again the, the two examples. The first one is, in the scared flowers I can see from my window, winter is coming. And then in a second example, when you rage you are a thunderstorm, but when you smile, you become rainbow. 
and this is beautiful and it, and and this is based off of uh an article i read in on medium medium.com and this is an article written by salam khan s a l a m k h a n and uh and so he was writing about haikus and expressing the reasons why he likes to write haikus and i just thought it was beautiful it's a beautiful way of expressing yourself and uh, a beautiful challenge for your next journal entry. So please check that out. Uh, that's it for today's episode. I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope that you um, you know accept the challenge of writing a haiku. And then email me at leoflowers2000. Send me your haiku. Send me what you've written. You know, there are uh, so many great examples of haikus and and don't read other people's haikus that might intimidate you right so don't go down this wormhole where i'm gonna google a bunch no no just sit down what you have in your heart and what you have around you is enough okay and um and we'll see you next week thanks for tuning in remember this podcast is not a substitute for you reaching out going to get help calling the 1-800- S-U-I-C-I-D-E. Uh-oh, uh-oh, nope, wrong number, because they got a new number, ladies and gents. It's now 988. That's right, 988. Call that number, 988. And then if you want to reach out to someone, uh, go to betterhelp.com forward slash Leo. Get that 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Leo. And enjoy that 10% off where you can... Connect with a therapist in the next 48 hours. No matter where you are in the world, it's, it's, uh, it's affordable. You don't have to sit through traffic. And, um, you know, you can do, do it through your own phone. How cool is that? And, and if you don't like your therapist, you could find, they'll find you another one. How cool is that? So go to betterhelp.com forward slash Leo. Enjoy that 10% off. And let's get to tomorrow together.